stripes show like regiments, military intelligence, murder game. I leave no evidence, credentials. Go ask my preschool, even talk to my old principal. He tell you why I used to pack a number two pencil. Stabbing students, grabbing teachers, Catholics, preachers. In the school staircase, cutting class, passing my reefer, MO class. Operation return, they try to say I was incompetent, not able to learn. The table turned out, got my own label I earned. Like that nigga said in dead presidents, money to burn. Yes, people. Whoa, a little blast from the past. Don Cartagena, big fat Joe in the house, but he's slimmed down right now. You know what I mean? Not so fat Joe. But people, it is Wednesday, which means it's another Echoes from the Void up in the place. So, um, yo. We had the Oscars, right? Which, ugh, I don't know why anyone gives a fuck about anymore, right? I I saw that viewing has dropped 58%, and I gotta say, are you surprised? Are you surprised? But there seems to be a lot of controversy. Right, so they they changed around the format and how they did a few things and all of that. I mean, the one thing that always surprises me is how they mess up the in morandum, in morandum, in. You know what I mean when they recognise all the dead peoples, right? And how they miss people off the list is just like. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the thing. Uh, regardless of anything else, that's the thing that surprises me the most. How do you fuck that up year after year? But what I thought was weird, right? So I think they ended on the best actor, right? And a lot of people seem to be pissed at that. Now, some are pissed for one reason, some are pissed because why are you ending on the men? Which, I'm just like, it doesn't, who gives a fuck, right? That aspect of things, I don't really care. You could end on best female, I don't care, right? I guess that's why it's all usually best film, because you just circumvent any of that bullshit. But the big thing was, Everyone thought Chadwick Bosman was gonna get best actor. And I'm a bit like why? You know what I mean? So I think every everyone looks at um you know the awards leading up to the Oscars to right to get a, a, a view on who's gonna win what. And I think Bosman had been winning um, best actor in all of those awards. Now, I would call that pandering. It's pandering, right? Now, listen. The when you you know it, news broke, right? You woke up to reports that yo Bozeman had died. It was just like yo, say what? No, <laughs> like that can't be true. Wait, what's going on? This is insane. It was, yeah, it was sad. It, it was sad, especially when you, you know, watched 
all his stuff over the years, you know, from a guest appearance on motherfucking castle to becoming king of Wakanda. You know, like everything. And then we had some last, you know, other films that hadn't quite come out, like My Rain is Black Bottom, which was great. I really enjoyed that film. But I kind of feel, you know, you, you weren't giving him any awards when he was alive, right? And this is my big thing. Once he's dead, you're all clamoring, saying how great he was. You know, you had, um, shit, I forget the female actress, but she was just like, oh, when we worked together, he did all of this great stuff for me, and he helped me out, and blah, 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 and I'm just, it was about equal pay, he, he, I think he took a cut on his pay to make sure she was getting the pay that she should be getting, now, it wasn't like this film had just happened. This was a few years ago. And I'm just like, oh, you're, br- you're bringing it up now. Right? Now he's dead, you're bringing this up. You could have mentioned it at the time. Or even hinted at it at the time. If you were like, oh, he might not want it out there. Just hinted at it. Right? But people are only coming out after the fact. Right, so giving the awards after it means nothing. It means you're trying to ease a guilty conscience that you dropped the ball. You should have given him an award for something back when he was alive, but for for all the BS and bureaucracy that is in place, right? You decided not to. So now. You want to look good, you want to pat yourselves on the back and go, look at us, look at us So I think the the whole idea was he was meant to get best actor But he didn't, right? It went to Anthony Hopkins for The Father Which, I've seen The Father, The Father is very good It, I will say, it always seems a bit weird When, um... Things like that happen Because it's just like It's not out right? No one has really seen the film Other than You know Press And some press I guess not all press have seen it So it's it's a weird one When you know Those films win When no one's seen it But you're meant to be led to believe That this is one of the best things out there which, yeah, always is weird, right? But Anthony Hoskins wins the award. And then everyone feels real embarrassed. And they shut their show down straight away. Which is weird, right? And the Oscars are like, oh, we didn't know. Um, Yeah, we didn't know. It's all secret. And I'm just like, yeah, you know. Shut Like, you didn't know. Like, everyone knew that they'd fucked up with the whole La La Land Moonlight thing. Like, they know who's winning these awards. Like, oh, no one in the place knows. Yeah, the audience don't know, but the crew know. The production team knows. Jeez. But, yeah, I don't see it as a controversy. Right? I, I just think it was weird to say Bozeman would get it. Because, as I said, look, it's pandering, you know. And it's not to say 
the performance wasn't good. I thought it was very good. But if he hadn't have died, would you be giving him an award for the film? I mean, these are the things we need to ask ourselves. And I guarantee, regardless of how great that performance was, they weren't thinking of giving him an award for that. Right? It wasn't one of those things where... Because when these films are coming... Just before these films come out, there's always a talk. Oh, so this is a um, a front-runner for an Oscar. This is a front-runner for, for award season. That's what they usually hear, right? Or, um, oh, the performances in this film, they're talking about... Yeah, awards. Didn't hear that about the performance, Right? Didn't hear that about the performance, but now all of a sudden, that's what's happening. So it's a bullshit award, and the Oscars don't care. I don't care what you did. Now, it's funny because you have that, and then over um over on these shores, right? We we've got the BAFTAs that are just about to take place. And um yeah, there's this dance group called Diversity, and they're up for an award. <laughs> it's hilarious, right? Because they did this dance routine on Britain's Got Talent, you know, the equivalent to America's Got Talent, which, when you w- watch those shows, it's like, oh, you mean... People that don't really have that much talent but want to be on TV, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, they did this dance routine, and at the time, right, supposedly this was a routine in defiance of you know the killing of um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aroud, and all the other people who had been murdered. And this routine, it got a lot of complaints. A lot of com- it was it was the weirdest thing. And I remember, you know, seeing this routine after the fact, thinking, "All right, I don't understand why people complaining." Because if you ain't feeling it in the first few said, just turn it, turn it off, switch channels, mute it, whatever. And then secondly, it was just like. I don't even know how the fuck this is meant to be in tribute of. <laughs> like, I watch this routine and be like, oh yeah, this this routine is in tribute of. But it's just one of those things where people want to throw something in front of it and be like, oh, this is for this. This is for this. Oh, we're paying homage too. When you're not, you just did a, did a little thing and to get a little light on it, yeah, claim it something else, but to to be like, oh, this is worth an up. Being like, the only reason you're putting it up for an award is because it was so embarrassing that so many people complained, right? And at the time, that you know, the, the station was talking about. I think they issued an apology for it, and it was some. There was some stupid bullshit going on. So it just again, it's another. Ah, it just seems like an another form of pandering, and ah, dear, oh dear, 
it, it's tiring, man. So much pandering, right? With the amount of pandering that's going on, you would wonder how um you know these little bamboo eating creatures are so rare. Because good damn, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, people. But uh, hey, there's a plenty of other embarrassing shit that's going on. And um, yes, you know. We will be touching on it So, time to sit back people Because we be getting crazy and weird Alright, let's fucking go I feel there's a real important kind of conversation right now Which no one is having Alright, no one is having And it's... It's a tricky one because there's clearly lines of what's good taste and what's a little bit shady. But then also, right, can you call that out when you, yeah, you have spent a whole chunk of your career Doing a similar thing, right? And you have used your appearance to propel yourself. So, because I feel this is a thing, right? But then also, it's just another piece of thing that is out there, right? So, Channel 5. They're a shitty station in the UK. Like, it's not good TV for the most part. Now, there are some decent things on the network, right? It's not all rubbish. But a big chunk of it is just straight-up trash. And they, um, they've got a documentary series. I don't know. I don't know if you could even call it a documentary series. <laughs> it's just a shitty show, right? But it's called Celebrities, What Happened to Your Face? Now, the thing with that is, though, I don't, although I feel it's a shitty show, right? I don't really have too much... Like, I'm not going to be like, take it off the air. Take it off the air. Because, right, a lot of celebrities, they use their looks to get where they are. And that's a fact, right? People, it's, it's one of them things when there's some actresses who use their looks and they talked about it to get leading roles. And then as they get older... You mean they're getting older and they're not ugly, but they're not the the new young hot thing anymore. So they get different roles and then they complain. And like, hey, I used to be that person and now I'm the best friend. That's not fair. And it's just like, but it was okay when you were getting that lead role, right? But now a younger version of you is out. Now you're pissed, right? You can't complain because you use that same system to, you know, get over on the last crop of famous people 
You know, so you would then get into that same position. And you're still getting work, right? So, yeah, it's one of those things. So you you look at it and go, hey, this is some crazy-ass shit, but, you know, reap what you sow, as it were. So, yeah, there's, there's this show. So the show is shabby. But then, if you have got to fame... Right, via saying shitty things about people, you know, laughing at looks and all stuff like that. If you suddenly appear on this show, it's kind of full circle, right? It's kind of full circle. And that happened to Charlotte Crosby. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's funny because it's like she rose to fame. From MTV scripted reality show Geordie Shaw. And when you say she rose to fame, I mean, how famous is she, really? <laughs> I mean, she's one of these Z list celebrities who are out there doing a thing. And, you know, all power to her. Make your money, do your thing. But, but, kind of. Remember the shit you did to get to a certain place, right? Remember the shit you did to get to a certain place. Now, she's all pissed because, yeah, she was a part of this show. And here's a rub, right? There's going to be people that see the show. But also, it's on Channel 5, Right, it's on channel 5 So no one really gives a fuck So with these things You be quiet It's out, it's gone It's gone But she kicked up a huge stink She kicked up a huge stink And um, And it's funny She put out like a big statement about how bad, you know, life is for her as a celebrity and blah, 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 blah. And um, Channel 5, actually, <laughs> it's, I feel Channel 5's response is hilarious. Right, she called the show immoral, which you're just like, calm down. Right, calm the fuck down. And Channel 5, <laughs> Channel 5 said they've apologised for, you know, the upset it caused. But it's hilarious, right? Because you know what the show is, right? You know what the show is. And you know, you know, maybe the person we are dealing with aren't going to be that happy about, you know, this episode, so, and they removed her episode, right, they've taken her episode down, but here's a rub, if they were really, you know, sorry, they'd remove all the episodes, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you can't say you're sorry, but only remove one bit. 
Because every episode is essentially the same. You know, oh, that's a bit of a... That person, they used to look like this, and they got all of this work done, and now they look like this. Let's take a look. Well, they got their nose done, got their cheeks done, and definitely Botox in the forehead. Oh, look, they got their ears trimmed. Every episode is the same. So, if you're going to take one down, you kind of got to take it all down. All right? You got to take it all down, and you got to turn it all off. That's what you got to do. But they don't. And then you've got, yeah, you've got Crosby saying that, you know, they're they're to blame for her mental health. And it's just like, no, 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 no. You can control your own mental health, right? Because this is, I think, it's an important thing. A lot of people want to say, okay, so social media is, you know, affecting my mental health. You know, the, these programs are affecting my mental health. And where is, you know, where is the line here, people? Right? Where is the fact that you have a responsibility of your own? You know, you don't have to go on social media, right? We all know what social media is, right? There are good parts of it. It can help to promote something, right? But if you read comments, if you, you know, go onto certain feeds, it becomes just a bit of a shit show. Everyone knows this. Like, why are we trying to pretend that it's not the case? So, if you really want to utilise it, you you have to be aware of this shit. Do what you need to do, and then dust. I mean, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Right? You're in and out. That's it. So, you can't just go, oh, there's a blame. Be like, well, you're on it. Right? You can turn it off. You don't have to utilize it. So that's on you. Right? That's partly on you. You don't have to listen to all of this shit because you're in such a bubble, such a world where you can just be surrounded by the yeses. Just be surrounded by the yeses. Right? You're living in a nice yard. You know, you're hanging out with certain peoples. So, for, for you to be like, oh, this, it only impacts you because you let it impact you. Right? That That's the thing. You have to take a due diligence of care in yourself. So, yeah, they might produce shit shows. But so do you. You're on shit shows. You make shit fluff documentaries. Right? You aren't, you know what I mean? You're not the perfect thing in this. You're, you also do similar stuff 
So for you to poke fun, well, not so much poke fun, but, you know, point and be like, you bad. It's a little ingenuous there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, just, I find it funny, right? They're, they're all trying to go, oh, right, didn't anyone learn from, you know, Caroline Flack killing herself? Look, everyone's... Everyone is going to be around people that just can't cope, right? There's people that will kill themselves over the smallest things. And that's not to say that, you know, they killed themselves for no reason. But what I mean is, right, what 99% of people won't be affected by, right, a a small thing that will bounce off most people, there's going to be that 1% with that small thing is huge, it's huge to them, and that's not good, right, that's that's a bad thing, and obviously, we want to try to ensure that you know, everyone can survive, but there's just some people with as much help as you can offer, it's never going to be enough, right, it's never going to be enough, because you surround those people with crazy amount of love, crazy amount of love, a crazy amount of support, All it needs is one person to say one negative thing. And that's the thing they will focus on. So there are definitely some people, unfortunately, that can't do certain things. Right? Those sort of people, they can't do TV. Right? They can't be in that public eye because the public eye will destroy them. And that's not because it's all bad, but it's just way too much pressure, way too much pressure, so you can't use that as your, you know, your guiding light through a situation, because it's fake, it's fake, now, you you have to take your own responsibility, so, you know, to, to say that they're all bad, meh, Come on, man. Come on, man. Because, you know, if you look in the mirror, what will it say about you? You're both rubbish. Right? This show is a shit show. But then you do similar shit. So, that's the thing. So, when it comes around in this circle that we find ourselves, you can't just Act like the victim. Someone said something bad about you. Boo-hoo. Something is said about everyone. Right? We just move on. Just move on. So stop the fucking victim show. It is insane. Hey, I, I, I saw this thing, right? So, um, the ex- Head of Asiana Airlines 
has um, got himself in trouble. <laughs> so, man, in this case, it's an old-ass case, but it just seems to have been stuck in the courts for a while. But it, they finally ruled on it. And, yeah, he's got slapped with a huge, huge fine. Well, I mean, it's not as big or bad as you think it Oh no, actually it is <laughs> Actually, I looked at it and I was thinking Aye, that's not that bad But then I missed the M on the end <laughs> To say millions <laughs> It was a pain Oh my god Yeah 1,302 million I think Right, it has to pay that To, uh I think like 15, is split between 15 women, right, flight attendants, because, and here's the thing, it seems that in, um, there's, I don't think this is a case everywhere, but in Korea, um, or South Korea, should we say, because I always forget sometimes that, yes, there is a divide, right, um, and probably North Korea isn't where you want to be. <laughs> but in South Korea, there's menstrual leave. Which, yes, I don't believe that's anywhere else. Um, so, employees are allowed one day off a month um, for, uh, you know, menstrual pain. And it's protected by employment law over there. I, I I kind of feel right. So one day off. It's a bit like mm, I don't really think that's gonna help a lot of people. Because when you speak, you know, for most of it, you speak to people who get menstrual pain, like bad menstrual pain. It's usually over a few days, rather than oh yeah, one day, and then the rest of it is fine. You know, he's hurt. I guess it, you know they're trying something. But he would refuse it. He would refuse it. Now, there's, there's something he says, which is, like, I get it, right? I do get it. Because I've no, I've definitely been at some workplaces where people have used it to, um, you know, get time off because they wanted to go shopping or... They just didn't want to be in work. You know, like, I'm, I'm you know, you, you know people and they're like, ugh, I can't be, but I'm going to, I'm going to get the day off. Ah, oh, just tell them this. You know, so you know it's a lie. But, <laughs> you know, generally, I don't think the majority of people necessarily lie about it. But, yeah. He would, uh, he would refuse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now he's found himself in a hot water, which is, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Though, I kind of imagine if if you were, um, no, actually, I said head of. He was a CEO, right? So, um, yeah. Like, he was making money. So, unless he's a complete and utter fool, he's 
he's sitting on change, right? He's sitting on change. So this shouldn't completely kill him. But um <laughs> it's definitely not a big amount. It's not amount of money you wanna be just losing, I would say. But yeah, you know. It's one thing he did say though that um the women wouldn't offer proof of menstruation. I'm like, wait, 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 what did you want? Like them just to be like, alright, boom, there you go, slam down a tampon. You know what I mean? Just a bloody tampon on his desk. That you can see it's a heavy one. So I need the day off, sir. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, if if someone's asking for multiple days a month, then you'd be like, all right, they're uh, they're definitely lying. Yeah, I mean, you in that situation, you just have to go. All right, we're gonna, you know, every potentially every woman in the office is gonna be off one of these days each month, right? Now, they're not all going to have their periods at the same time. So, it's not like you're going to have a day where every single one is off on the same day. And also, not everyone's going to have the same flow. You know what I mean? So, not everyone's going to experience the same pains and whatnot. So, it's not a killer situation. Right? You just... Yeah, you can't be an arsehole. <laughs> you can't be an arsehole about these things. Now, if you, you know, bump into one of these women out and about, like at the cinema or something, when they're meant to be off, then yes, you can, you know, do something about it. But until you find proof of someone abusing, you can't really say they're abusing. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy, man. And yes, some will, obviously, because that's what we do, right? Some people twist, twist the system, right? But, yeah, not everyone. So, that was a hefty lesson old Kim Soo-Jong had to learn. But, uh, yeah. Let's see if he learned it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because um, if he didn't, he will have to pony up a big chunk of money another time soon. <laughs> or maybe he's done this again somewhere else. And after this lawsuit comes to light, people will be like, hey, he did it to me at my place as well. So um, this could open the uh, the floodgates, the bloody gates. <laughs> but hey, you reap what you sow, right? Now we know, right? It's a thing that's been going on for a long last time, but there is, you know, racial abuse. In sport, it's in sport, right? You go to football grounds, rugby grounds, cricket ground, all of that, and you will have people shouting shit out. 
right? Happens. And if that's happening in a ground, it's gonna happen online. So, a move that all of these associations have decided is uh, pretty dumb. But they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're coming off social media for the weekend. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? You're coming off social media for the weekend. Okay. Right, and you've got, uh, you know, so it's like the Premier League, the English League, Women's Super League. They're doing it. Football Association, the Cricket Association, the Rugby, you get it. All of these, all of these people, all of the teams, they're all switching off. You've got some of their sponsors, Adidas, are saying they're not going to advertise over the weekend. Right, I think um, Budweiser are doing the same. And I'm like, it's a weekend. No one cares. Right, it's such a small, insignificant amount of time. That will do nothing. Right, what, like, what kind of significant change do you think will come from you disappearing for a weekend. It it was the same as posting a black square for a day, right? How is that really going to do anything? Now, if these you know, organisations, if these clubs really want to do something, first of all, it's got to be everywhere. So you gotta have it that if people say anything off key at a match, just anywhere on the ground of that team, then you're banned. You know? You you, you take someone into the office, take a photo. You know, because you've got photo recognition and all of that. So they are no longer allowed at any of your games. Also, you put them on the list, right? So it means they can't just watch games at your team's home ground, but they can't go to away games either. They are banned. So that, first of all, If you do that, if you make it that no one can ever hear any of these terms, you know, abusive, you know, abuse, uh, any players, officials, anyone, even, you know, other supporters at a game, that's going to send a huge message. It's going to send a huge message that you actually... Mean what you're saying when you're saying that you're against this. So you got to do that. You do that, and it will bleed across everything that you do. You know, because you get rid of the racists, the racists will stop. If they can't go to games and watch, 
can't go to any games and watch. They're barred. And there's the thing also, right? If if they're doing it at football, they're going to do it everywhere. So you bar them from f- every football game. Bar, you know, you send that information across to the rugby, to the cricket, to the NFL, to everyone. They are barred everywhere. It sends a message. And those people, they're going to lose. They're going to just stop following you, right? Because they can't go... So they're going to be like, ah, oh, fuck these people. So that that's the first part of it all, right? Because, you, you know, they do these little campaigns. They do these little bullshit campaigns that run for a month or so. You know, it's just like, say no to racial abuse. And that's it, right? And then that's it. It's the equivalent of... Valentine's Day, you know, like one day a year, it's just like, let's do this, and then the rest of the time, it's just like, eh, whatever, whatever goes, so you do that, then also, you can put it on, you know, your social media, that, like, it bans certain words, right, so if anyone tries to post something with a certain word in it, that post, it, it will, you know, get blocked, right, so you can put all of these things there, you can ban certain accounts, you can do all of this stuff, so why aren't you doing it, you know what I mean, like, do that, and if you really want to make a message, quit social media, Right, if you had all of your teams quit, not just disappear for a weekend, but quit that, and only that will actually send a message. Right, so what I wonder, right, is everyone talks a good talk, but are these companies coming together? Now, and this thing, you've got to come together, because that's bargaining power, come together, and you go to Facebook, right, you go to Twitter, and you say, listen, we want certain things done, because when you think about the people doing a lot of this are people without a profile picture, Right, without a profile picture, without their real name. So, because there are ways around all of this, there are definitely ways. So, firstly, right, you gotta have your real name, gotta have your profile picture. That's one thing. But you find if you've got that, your anonymity, you can't hide behind it. People know who you are. So there's that, right? Yeah, you also, you can't post a comment if you've never posted. You know, it, it's certain little things, but you see some people, they've got these accounts, never posted a comment, like a, a, a tweet or a post or whatnot, right? But they'll go onto people's things and they'll write comments and bullshit and, you know, so you can't do that. 
right? You're not allowed to do that shit. So there's things that you can do, you can put in place, but no one does it. But you can do that. Now, also, right, look at um, Facebook. So you've got, the, and I think Instagram is the same, right? Mm, no, actually, it's just Facebook. So the main post is one size and the comments are smaller. Do that. Right, have all the comments kind of smaller, so they they don't overshadow the comment themselves. So if someone wants to read the comments, you have to click into the comments for them to become larger. But if you're making the comments small, then they you know what I mean they're not as important, right? So people can't overshadow, people can't get shy. Now if Someone is like, oh, these comments are good. You have the ability yourself to maybe like promote the comment, like move the comment up, give it a bit more shine. But that is down to the person who originally posted. You know, there's things that could be done. And they're only going to get done because, look, this isn't rocket science. This isn't like, oh, my God, that's such an original thought. I'm sure many people have thought the same things. But for some reason, you know, these companies don't want to do it. Now, if you all come together, you can possibly force them to do it. And if not, just leave. Just leave. Because if you went and you just had message boards on your own website, which you can then control yourselves, you're going to have the same, you know, effect. Right? Or you just create. You don't create a football message board. So every Premier League, they can have a section of this. And, you know, you're you're doing the same thing as you would if you were on Twitter or Instagram. But you are able to control it, control the narrative, control the language. You, you do things like that. And if you do things like that, it will force, you know, it will force the likes of Twitter and, you know, Facebook to... Make the changes. Make the necessary changes. But disappearing for a fucking weekend. That's just some lip service bullshit. And it's going to do nothing. So. Are you actually. Are you actually. Wanting to do something big. Or are you just wanting to do these little little tiny things. So it looks like you care. What's it to be, people? What's it to be? Now, something that seems really crazy, right? Is Caitlyn Jenner is um, hoping to become the governor of California. Yeah. <laughs> it seems insane. Right? So, supposedly she's filed the paperwork to run. You know, now, 
I think a lot of this will depend on if a uh, a recall is held and Gavin Newsom is ousted. Because, you know, Gavin Newsom kind of shit the bed hard. Kind of shit the bed hard. I like, and it all started well for him, it seemed. But then, you know, he's caught going out. Right, it's all the lies. It's the lies that get people closing business. To, like he closed down um, vineyards, but kept his open. Right, it's shitty things like that, which you know I definitely feel that that those things should be a call for you to. I think they should be a call for you to lose your job. Right, because if anyone else did a similar thing, you'd lose your job. Right, but it doesn't always, you know, go that way when it comes to politicians. But yeah, Jenna wants to, uh, you know, wants to get that job. Now, the interesting thing about it is, is she any better? <laughs> like, is she any better? So she's going to run as a Republican, right? And, um, you know, she says that she's a proven winner. Says that she's a proven winner. And the only person to have the ability to turn things around. Which, hmm, I do question. I really question now in the article about this it then goes into her being a transgender and I'm just like that really has nothing to do with it right that has nothing to do with it now the thing what has a lot to do with this is Jenna's well, it, 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 it's certain things, right? Because she killed someone. She killed a woman from, um, if I believe right, she was on her phone. She was on her phone and she ran a light. I believe it. she ran a light and crashed into someone who was stopped, right? Killed them. Killed them. But all of that got kind of brushed under the carpet when she transitioned. But it's something that happened and for some reason no one wants to talk about. Right? Which is so weird because it happened. <laughs> like it's something that took place. But no one's allowed to ask questions about it. So you have that. Have that. Now, she doesn't, you know, she's never really talked about it. Hasn't, as far as everyone's aware, hasn't acted on it. Like, what has she done for the family whose, you know, mother she killed? Right? I don't think that. Makes a, a a great person, you know, to be running things. Also, I mean, she was on um, 
Oh, I, I think it, I want to say it's Ellen, something like that, right? She was on one of them types of shows. And she came out against gay marriage. Came out against gay marriage and said she's a traditional type of girl. <laughs> Which, by any sense of the means, no, you are not. Right? No, you are not. So, how the fuck are you going up against gay marriage? Like, that is bizarre. And listen, right? Just avoiding the fact that, you know, you transitioned. Right? So, there's that. Now, the big thing is, to to then go... Oh, I'm against gay marriage. So, you want everyone to accept you. You want everyone to accept you and the the choice and decisions you have decided to make in your life. But you're going to have the goal to then tell these other people that they can't. That's... Uh, a crazy ass level of hypocrism, hypocrism, hypocrite, ha, what's the word, hypocrism, hypotis, hypocrite, hip, I don't even know what's just happened, maybe I'm having a stroke, I don't know people, hmm, but you know what the fuck I'm trying to say, right, so, if that doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what the fuck does. I do not know what does. That is insane. That is insane. And I think that says a lot about someone's character. Right? So, just you take those two incidents. Right? Those two incidents... And, right, regardless of anything else, right, reality TV, all, I don't care, I really don't care, but I, I kind of feel, if, if you want to get rid of Newsom, who has showed bad character, showed very bad character, how the fuck are you going to vote someone else in, who has showed Bad character. Who has a body on their name, but won't ever address it. Who came out against gay marriage. That's some off-key shit. Now, she maybe is down with it, but, you know, like... Clinton, remember, Hillary was against gay marriage for a goddamn chunk of time as well, and yes, people can change, but you still did it, right, you, you still at a time tried to stop people from being happy, and I, I think that speaks volumes about you, because then you also have to wonder, did you actually change your views, or 
are you just trying to get more votes? So you then flip flop on a on a you know on a cause, right? Because if you were an open person, then you wouldn't care. And you know, I think at least maybe you could say with Hillary is at the time a lot of people were still as stupid as she was. When Jenna did it, it was at a point where I think you could say that 90% of people were down with it, right, 90% of people were down with it, so, you know, we were out of the dark age, to an extent, right, so it makes her kind of being vocal on the point even more bizarre, so yeah, would you really want to vote for her? To be a governor? God damn. You know, that, that's going from one arsehole to, uh, yeah, to another potential arsehole. So, yeah. <laughs> a proven winner or a proven hypocrite? Hmm. I'm a little confused about this situation in Texas, right? So, a dude, right, comes out of his house and it said is attacked by an aggressive swarm of bees. An aggressive swarm of bees. Now... How do we know they were aggressive and not just an overly friendly swarm of bees? You know, they just wanted to say hello. But, um, yeah, they were young, dumb, and full of nectar. And they just, uh, happened to sting him. But, yeah, he, he says they were outside his house. Right? He was mowing his lawn. When they started to attack him. And you got to think, right? Okay, so you're by your house. You're mowing the lawn. Don't you just go inside? Right? This is the thing I don't understand. He didn't just go inside. Right? Because that just seems like the logical thing. God damn. Oh, there's a lot of bees here. Alright, I'm gonna... I'm gonna do this another time. Right? Why would you... Just getting stung by one. I'm gonna be like, alright. Yeah, I think I'm done for now. This can wait. Right? This can wait. Because it's not fun. Right? So, you get stung by one. Then you get stung by two. But even just see... Because it sounds like there was a lot of bees. So just seeing all of them bees in one place would give me pause. Right? Would give me pause. Because, hey, I'm not seeing one bee. Right? You can hear the buzz. And that's the thing as well. You can hear a buzz from one big-ass bee close by. So if this is a swarm... You're hearing that. You're hearing that. And that would be like. 
hmm, that don't sound good. That don't sound... And you're hearing that over the sound of a bloody lawnmower. Believe you're hearing that over the sound of a lawnmower. So, you go in. You go in. Because you're right by your house. You go into your house. Right? I'd go into the house, lock the door, boom. I'm protected. You know, then just, I don't know, find something, wrap up. You know, whether it's step in the shower, because they don't like water, do they? So, you know, I guess that would protect you if they're following you, right? But, yeah, it, it just doesn't particularly make any sense. Doesn't make any sense, but he got, supposedly got stung so many times... He had a heart attack, which, um, not fun, you know, not fun. So, like, what is a, a an interesting one, though? So the fire brigade were called to his house as well, which I understand the ambulance, but why would you call the fire brigade? Like, what's the fire brigade going to do in that situation? I do not know. Do not know. Now, his wife supposedly found him and said that he was covered in bees. He covered, said you couldn't see his back or his head. That's rough. Now, she also said he was screaming. But if I've got bees around my head, I don't think I'm screaming because I'm like, those motherfuckers gonna go in my mouth, right? Gonna go, in, and if they go in your mouth and sting your throat, oh, that's a problem. That's a real problem, right? Because then the airway's gonna be restricted, and ugh, it's just not a good way to go. It's definitely not a good way to go. It's like that Black Mirror episode. You know, I think it had Kelly McDonald in it. And, um, you know, they they had the... Um, uh, I think they were like electric bees. Or they'd put a chip on a bee or something. Right? But they could kind of control the bees. Because I think in this episode bees had died out or something like that and so they just re-engineered this new bee but the bees suddenly started to attack started to attack people and uh yeah it, 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 what i remember was it ended and they're in a hut in a cottage and the bees are there looking for them yeah, that's not good. I'd I'd rather go face the the local bully (laughs) than have a swarm of bees mad at me, right? But I'm staying in. I'm not going outside to mow the lawn. But yeah, he he went to the hospital and there was nothing they could do. Homie died, which, uh... Oh, I mean, what do you do? Right? What do you do after that? 
ain't going to be a, a good situation. You're not going to want to go outside. But they killed the bees. It, it says they, they found a hive outside and um, killed them. Which, that seems a little rough. I mean, that seems a little rough, right? I mean, bees just do what bees do. I, I You know what I mean? It's just like, I feel they could have just taken the hive and relocated it. You know what I mean? But to kill it, especially when we're saying all the time, oh, we're, we're running out of bees. Bees are dying off. You know what I mean? So to then kill a gang of them. So it's a little rough. Because all the ones that stung that dude, they're dead now. Right? Bees sting you and then they're done. So it's not like... You know, all, all if there was a bunch of crazy ass bees, they're all done now, right? They're all dead, so it seems a bit mean to kill the ones that had nothing to do with it. You know, because I'm sure there, there's some that were just staying in the hive, like mm, I don't want anything to do with it. You know, I like Tom. He sings songs when he cuts his grass. I have no issue with him. I'm not stinging him. You know what I mean? And they end up dying. Seems a little rough. You know what I mean? A little rough. Okay, people. So, this week's Chin Check, we look at the upcoming LFA 106, right? And then UFC on ESPN 23. So once you're done with this, people, go head over, check that out. And remember, rate, share with your peoples, all that good stuff. But before you do that, let's get back to this episode. So, people... Fans of Shudder's Creep Show, it's finally here. The last episode of season two. And boy, it feels like it's come around real quick. Feels like it's come around real quick, right? Now, every, um, you know, the, because this is the fifth episode technically, but all the ones up to this point have had two. Two stories each episode, which has been fun, so much fun. But you kind of be like, oh, wish there was more, right? I wish there was more, but unfortunately, people, there's not. Now, the last episode, it is a bumper long, it's a bumper long story, right? So it's only one story this time around, but it's a doozy. It's called Night of the Living Late Show. And um, this is written by Dana Gould, and it's directed by the showrunner himself, Greg Nicotero. And we've got a good cast, right? So we have Justin Long, Darcy Carden, and Hannah Furman. Now, oh, very good, right? Very good. And the storyline is this. 
Simon has invented an incredible virtual reality experience that allows him to join in on his favourite films. But what happens when virtual reality becomes Simon's actual reality? Hmm. That is the question, right? And I, I man, it's an interesting episode because... It's, ah, now, I feel it's probably about 45 minutes, 45 minutes long, and it gives us this really interesting story that I think there's a lot to it that not necessarily is just overt, right, because it looks at, like, relationships. Looks at relationships and how the past can impact on those things. Also, I think there's choice, right? Choice is a huge thing here. You know, what we choose to do, how we choose to interact, the things we choose to tell people. So that is all there. It is all there. And then it's what do we do, right? How do we confront fear? How do we confront issues? What are we going to do? Like, is there redemption? Is there a way back? <laughs> it's, it's fun. Because I, I, I think at first... You think it's um, you think it's possibly going in a certain way, right? I think that's the interesting thing with this that you do. There is a little bit of rope a dope here, right? The the story does kind of take you in a certain direction, and what you know of the characters, you kind of assume, oh, that's gonna be this. But then it does a little sign, sign, right? And, and and takes you somewhere else, which is always fun. Now, I definitely did think that the reason for could be related in some past experience. But, yeah, <laughs> it didn't really matter. Didn't really matter. And you just get, you know, what went down. Now, I think you do look at it and you'd be like, why didn't you build more in? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, wait, hold on. What are you doing? But it is hard to feel bad for certain people involved. <laughs> it definitely is, right? Because it is a shitty situation But you do wonder to yourself What is true and what isn't Right, because that is I think it's the big thing It's the overarching question And it is the the catalyst For everything that goes down What is true and what isn't 
I, I feel this is, it was a definitely a good episode to go out on, right, it's a good episode to go out on, but also, it's a bad one, because it makes you want more, you definitely want more from this, you know what I mean, it, it definitely has upped the ante, but people, for sure, definitely, if you've Enjoyed the previous episodes Then you are gonna really enjoy this one Night of the Living Late Show I'm not quite sure what Why the name Now I don't know if I would have gone with that name But hey ho I'm not the one uh, You know what I mean (laughs) I'm not the one doing all of this So you know it is what it is But hey this is a good episode, people. So, yeah, if you've enjoyed what's come before, this is not going to disappoint. Definitely not going to disappoint. So, yeah, tune in to Shudder Thursday and you will get to watch this. And also, yeah, go back. You know what I mean? Have fun with the other episodes because, yeah, they're all good. Like, this has been a great season of... um. Of creep show people, so yeah, definitely worth checking out and um, enjoying. So there you go, creep show season two comes to an end this Thursday, people. Oh, and it's um a virtual reality that you will enjoy it. Oh, you like what I did there? <laughs> All right, let's go on. Okay, so this week I checked out Gridlinked, which is a book by Neil Asher. His first book, I believe. Uh, it's narrated by Rick Jerome, and it's um, the first part of the Politi series, or the Agent Cormac series, whichever name you want to use. Now, I'd seen Asher's name a lot, you know, looking into sci-fi and stuff like that. And I heard, you know, people talking highly of him, but I've never read any of his books. So I figured, hey, why not, right? Why not check it out? So, yeah, I grabbed Gridlinked. So the the gist of the um, story is this... In outer space, you can never feel sure that your adversary is altogether human. The runcible buffers on Samarkand have been mysteriously sabotaged, killing many thousands and destroying a terraforming project. Agent Cormac must reach it by ship to begin an investigation. But Cormac has incurred the wrath of a vicious psychopath called Pelter, who is prepared to follow him across the galaxy with terrifying with a terrifying android in tow. Despite the sub-zero temperature of Samarkand, Cormac discovers signs of life. They are two Draco men, alien beasts contrived by an extra-galactic entity calling itself Dragon, which is a huge 
creature consisting of four conjoined spheres of flesh, each a kilometre in diameter, caught between the Byzantine wiles of the dragon and the lethal fury of Pelter, Cormac needs to skip very nimbly indeed to rescue the Samarkand project and protect his own life. All right, so, uh, yes, that is, um, that's the gist of it. And, you know, definitely does sound interesting, right? Does sound interesting. So, yeah, that was kind of why I, uh, I gave it a look. Now, you know, hard science is always, I, I do enjoy those, um, you know, those sort of sci-fi books, right, so Peter F. Hamilton, Alistair Reynolds, you know, that kind of thing, that interests me a lot, and that's what this kind of seemed, we get this big kind of crazy explosion at the beginning, and then it's like a mystery onto what's going on, right, um, I did, though, find it, a, there's a lot of stuff that was a little bit predictable, right? So, I think you knew that Pelter was going to go after Cormac um, after, you know, what happens with his sister, right? I, I think that was just one of those things that you'd be like, yeah, obviously that's going to happen, right? And I think... The whole Stanton plot line, again, it did seem like something that, you know, was, was bound to happen, right? You were just wondering, okay, so what is going to be the catalyst for this, right? That's how you, that's how it kind of feels. But I think the beginning of this book, it's, you know, it's told well, I'm, you're engaged with it all. There is an element of mystery involved. Some of it forced, right? Because, you know, unhooking Cormac from the grid. I You do wonder, but, like, why? You know? Because you kind of think, all right, so, you know, being tied up to it for so long, that's a risk. But... If you want him to do this mission, why not be like, after the mission, do it? You know what I mean? It, it seemed like, what's the need? What's the press to do it now? You know? I think that isn't really sold on you. So you kind of wonder, because then you understand, okay, right? So without this thing, he's going to be vulnerable, Right, there's going to be things, he's going to be vulnerable, but also he's going to refine his humanity, right? <laughs> I mean, that that was the thing that jumps out at you at the beginning. And then, you know, obviously there's all the vague shit from Blake, which you're just like, uh, all right, we've got one of them characters. Because there never seems a real reason for it. You know what I mean? It's just like, just give me the fucking information. What are you playing at? Right? What are you doing, man? Just tell me the mission and let me do my thing. Right? So there is that. Um, 
the I think the story is like the narration and all of that. I, I'm that was cool, right? I was cool with that. You know that it worked. You know, I think every, every character had its its own distinct voice. So yeah, narration was good. You know, but yeah, it it was just a story. Although it's fine. Right, there was just stuff happening that you were just like, I don't, why though, right, so Pelter's transformation, right, I, I don't know, it was hard to believe after the character is set up in a certain way, right, you just then go, alright, but why would they do this thing, I don't, I don't believe that they would, you know what I mean? That that just seemed a little bit of a stretch to me. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it wasn't, but I don't know. It it just kind of seemed that way. Then you have, like, all this other stuff, right? There definitely seemed to be that that thing that happens, right, where you put a character in a situation where there is no way out. Right, you just think, oh, the character is stuck, uh huh, and then out of nowhere, right, out of nowhere, the character is saved, and that happened a few times. I mean, you, if you're gonna do it, you should only do it once, right? You can't have multiple occasions in a book where that is the saving grace for the character. Because you then just be like, ugh, well, I know then that this character is never going to be in serious, you know, danger of dying, right? Or, or even know that you kind of be like, well, the main character isn't going to die. You know, you just think, well, they're never going to be, like, seriously hurt or, you know, because something at the last minute is going to come and save their ass. So I think that takes away from, you know, you really fully buying into the story. You know what I mean? I feel that is, that's often an issue. Then you've got that whole thing of, all right, they've got this killer cyborg. But no one kind of is like, oh, okay. I need to do this and this for protection, or I should do that, I should go there, I should, everyone's just like, when it's just like, okay, if you're dealing with this person, you have to be careful of this thing, so you would take precautions, especially these people, right, you'd assume everyone's got a contingency plan, then another contingency, because how the fuck are they surviving otherwise, right, it's, it's just one of them things that you would do, but no one does, <laughs> no one does it, so you kind of scratch your head and be like, is everyone that incompetent, like, what, what's happening here, man, what are we, what are we playing with, but you know, so, we have all of these things, right? All of these things. And then we have dragon, right? We have dragon and a dragon man. 
And out of nowhere, then out of nowhere, we get a new villain, right? We suddenly get this new villain that you're just like, wait, what? We're we're adding someone else into the mix. Now we have the maker. So it all becomes a little bit, hold on. Okay. Right, so I'm believing this, and oh, so that's going to be, and it all became a little bit convoluted, plus the actions of one of these dudes, you were just like, alright, well, listen, if someone keeps on doing these things, then it's going to make you feel a certain way, right, so... The way the book ends, it's not really a surprise Because there's just been too many things that kind of lead you in a direction where Someone's not going to make it, right? So you're just like, okay, okay I don't think Thingy's going to get through But hey-ho So, you know, it ends a little bit flat for me you know what I mean? I'm I'm just a bit like, eh, that was it. So I don't think, unfortunately, I'm going to be in this for the long haul, which was the fault, right? You know, you, you if you pick out a new book, you, you want to kind of think, okay, is it a standalone or is it part of a series? And is the series finished? Because that's always the big thing. Is the series finished? You, No one wants a Wheel of Time, Game of Thrones situation. You know, so it's, it's definitely, you know, double checking. Like the Demon Cycle is another one of those things, right? So you're checking and, you know, it's good to have a lot of books to be able to be, all right, so I'm going to be able to dip into this series, you know, every other book, cool. But no, no, I'm... I'm I'm pretty much done. Because then during the book, all of a sudden, we're getting this weird kind of um, inter, you know, lope into, oh, and history books said that Ian Cormac, and you'd be like, wait, 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 what? What the fuck is this? You're, 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 so you're suddenly jumping into this, right? And it's, Oh no, I think it's like you're in the last third when that shit happened, which is so, it's a bizarre kind of new kind of tack to take. Yeah, which just have you kind of scratching your head a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. But anyway, yeah, if you're a fan of, um, if you're a fan of like hard science, but you want things that are a little bit, you know, not too difficult, then I'd say Grid Linked is a book for you, you know? Definitely is a book for you. Because I, I, I think that the plot isn't that of a book where you're going to be scratching your head trying to work out what the fuck is going on. Like, who are the bad guys? Who are not? Who are the good guys? What? What's happening? No, that ain't this book. Right? But, yeah, I think a lot of people will find it interesting. But it's on Audible. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
if it sounds like it's something for you people, Gridlinked, it is from Neil Asher. Alright people, so we have reached the end of another episode as we do but before we bounce let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of tv so i don't know if i'm ignorant but i didn't know that bacardi you mean bacardi was made in cuba right so um yeah they are doing a tv series to um, talk about that kind of situation So it, it's going to be written by Ian Reichback And um, it's supposedly based on a, um, a, a news piece by Tom Gillette um, Well, I mean, it's a news piece and he wrote a, a book as well called Bacardi and a long fight for Cuba Right, so it's supposedly looking at um, As it says, right um, The story of the famed Run Dynasty With Cuba's tumultuous experience Over the last 150 years Including the country's fight for freedom Its tortured relationship with America And the rise of Fidel Castro so um yeah you learn something new every day people yes you do so uh yeah we'll see um see how this is right uh so also right um if you're a fan of don winslow well good news right because mrc television and t street are gonna bring um his stories to the small screen yes so um he he's just dropped his debut book a cool breeze on the underground right um, and it's meant to be the, the start of a five series of books run, right? Um, and yeah, they're bringing it to TV, right? So basically, right, it's um, following a private dick, private PI investigator, right, called Neil Carey. Who works with a covert New England organization called The Bank I mean, could have been a little bit more original But hey ho, right? And it's an institute that caters to the exclusive wealthy clients He is assigned to find the rebellious teen daughter of a prominent senator Who has gone underground in the violent... London punk scene Rife with crime, drugs and danger <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear So Corey Finley is uh, writing and directing Right, and um, yeah, Don Winslow, Shane Silleraro, uh, Ryan Johnson Ram Bergman and Nina Rodriguez are executive producing. I gotta say, right? The 
the punk underground. I don't know, like how violent. <laughs> I mean, drugs. Yeah. I mean, there's always crime. Uh, violent? I don't know about that. Right? I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but hey ho. So, um, we have heard about the Continental for the last few years, but it does seem that this is finally getting off the ground, right? Finally getting off the ground, and we are getting more information on the, on the series, right? So, the word is now that it's a prequel, right? Because I did wonder if it was... A, um, a companion piece, right? So alongside the films in the current day, maybe some jumps back in time and all of that kind of thing. But no, it's going to be a prequel, right? And um, it's focusing on a young version of uh, Winston, you know, Ian McShane's character in the film, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, they're saying also that it's going to follow um, shows such as Sherlock, where um, instead of, you know, a, a, a usual UK thing would be six episodes, this it's going to do three 90-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, three films, right? Three lower budget films, essentially, really, if you think about it, right? So, um, yeah, and they will be revolving around a specific event. I can get down with that, you know, and the fact that it's 90 minutes, I think it would allow for um, more room to breathe, you know, because imagine trying to tell a John Wick story. In you know 60 minutes I mean you could But it, it's going to be tight You know what I mean a, a real bit of a rush So yeah I'm down with that Right So yeah it's getting even more interesting So a little bit of a Disney news Before we bounce First of all it's over at Hulu So uh yeah, this is something again that we've we, you know we heard talk about for a while, but um, it does seem to be actually happening, and that is how I met your father, right? Which I don't know. They're, so they're saying it's a a sequel spin-off to How I Met Your Mother, but yeah, I I mean I don't know how, right? They they haven't really made it. You know, transparent on what they're doing But what we do know is, right So it's following a woman called Sophie, right Who tells her son the story of how she met his father A tale that catapults us back to 2021 Where Sophie and her close-knit group of friends Are in the midst of figuring out who they are what they want out of life and how to fall in love in the age of dating apps and limitless options 
So um, this is going to be from Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger, right? So um, they're going to be writing and executive producing the series. Uh, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas are um, going to be executive producing as well. And Hilary Duff is going to be um, Sophie. So yeah, there you go, people. They, but the, from the account of it though, if she is Sophie, that means someone else would be playing the younger her, set, you know, in 2021. I mean, that makes sense, right? I don't know, but uh, yeah, we'll see what they do with it. I mean, I I kind of figured the original show was okay. And then it just, meh, it really, yeah, and the end, oi, oi, oh my god, but anyway, over to another section of the House of Mouse, this time Star Wars, right, so we know there's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which I believe is currently in production, so, um, yeah, it's just been uh, said that Maya Erskine has joined the cast, right? I remember seeing her in um, Pen Fifteen, a little weird. But then I saw her in this film, right, about going to weddings and all of that. And um, no, actually, yeah, no, that was the film. It was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I was sold on her. Ah, you know, because in Pen 15 she looks way too young. But yeah, in the other film, you'll be like, okay, alright, cool, cool, cool. Here we go. But anyway, people, Tangiant. Uh so yeah, she's um her character and all of that is kinda under wraps. But um it's said that she will be appearing in at least three episodes. And I think it's only a six-episode thing, right? So, in other words, she's going to be in at least half of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see uh, what they do with that. And, um, yeah, let's end with this, right? So, after... Falcon and the Winter Soldier and that being so lit, right? It's just, hey, I'm on board, boy. I'm on board for um, all the other things that are coming. One of which is Ironheart, right? Ironheart, which, um, yeah, follows Riri Williams, a 15-year-old MIT student and genius inventor who reverse engineers Iron Man's armor in order to create an advanced suit of armor of her own. Yeah, that's more or less the story. I mean, there's some other stuff, but hey-ho, right? Um, And yeah, with, uh, you know, what happens to Tony Stark... You know, the whole thought is What's going to happen with Iron Man So this would be it So um, Dominic Fawn Will be playing Riri Williams And um, Yeah, they have just tagged Chinka Hodge To um, You know 
serve as head writer for the series Now Hodge, she's a, a screenwriter, poet and playwright So uh, yeah, it's a big hire Big hire So yeah, looking forward to um, to this you know, Hodges already been working on things such as Snowpiercer and Amazing Stories. So, um, you know, has a, uh, yeah, already has a pedigree in these things. So, yeah, this is interesting, people. Very interesting. And, hey, if it just continues what we've seen... We are in store for something pretty cool But people, that is it We are done um, I'm gonna go now and sit in a dark room Because my head is pounding But we will see you um, next Wednesday And remember, we got Echo Chamber tomorrow Chin Check And there's Chin Check on Friday Alright people, peace